Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 419 from May 7th, 1997. A Wednesday night show with no guests, just the love between the two hosts. Now this episode is 100% new to the archive. It has not been heard in over 17 years. And now we have it complete, thanks to the Kevin Tapes. Adam has a very bizarre, exaggerated intro with specific phrasing. He quizzes Drew about his uh, then 14 years of hosting Loveline. And talks to Dr. Drew about meeting the friend of Nate, Adam's Catholic little brother who's been on the show. Unclear if this was his friend Tim or Team, as legend has it. All in all, again, a classic Love Between the Two Hosts show. You don't want to miss this one. As per usual, it was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. And if you'd like to follow more of my work, please check out superfangiovanni.com. Mahalo, and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. It's vulgar, it's blasphemous. I'm gonna ride you, you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. For an adult audience, Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right, it is. Well, I'm Adam Carolla. That's Dr. Drew. The show's Loveline. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. For those of you who didn't know, Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician an addiction medicine specialist, and he can help you if you can uh, get your problem in in under about two and a half minutes. He will not see you off the air. Drew, you will not do that, will you? No. How long have you been on this show, Loveline? Fourteen years. Fourteen years. Uh, have you ever solicited for your own practice? No. And no. let me say something, kiddies. Uh, having a medical practice is a business. Yeah. You have a couple employees. Yes. You have an office. Mm-hmm. The service that you provide is not unlike uh, any other business. Right. It's as, as if someone uh, brought their watch in to have it fixed. Yep. You'd have a storefront. You might have a woman who does the books. Mm-hmm. You might have a guy in back who, like, clean the things, and you'd take a look at the watch, right? Yeah. Any other business, if they're on the show, would be uh, uh, forcing their uh, phone number up yeah, every 10 seconds. It could be. Not true. No. I was with uh, out with Drew on the weekend. Actually, we weren't anywhere. We were doing the TV show. And somebody uh, came up to Drew. It was the uh, friend of Nate, my young Catholic uh, little brother, Ward. And uh, he wanted to see you. Said he had a problem. Uh, Drew said no. Then the kid faked a heart attack. Uh, Drew didn't carry. Turned around and walked away. The guy went to an epileptic seizure. Drew couldn't have cared less. He will not work on you, kiddies. He has a practice. Uh, although, uh, Drew, let me say this. Mm. At the rate your patients are going, uh, you're like the tobacco companies. You've you got to replenish. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You better come up with something like uh, Joe Camel or something to try to get more people into the office. Because uh, I'll tell you, they'll go, Drew. It's not a problem. And let me tell you, uh, you think their kids are going to come on board, but uh, Papa Dying is not a great endorsement. Uh, do you understand, Drew? Not a problem. Okay. All right. I'm giving you a compliment Thank here, you. Drew. I appreciate it. You're a funny guy. Yeah. All right. I want a. Uh, I, I want to get some kind of calendar going because I want to start a, uh, a a vigil, a day number whatever, with uh, out of chair. <laughs> you see what I'm sitting on? 
Uh, Drew is sitting on a uh, uh, bicycle seat post. Yes. yes. Now, what are you sitting on? A bar stool? Uh, I don't know, but it's, it's made out of cardboard. Uh, the world's loudest, most uncomfortable chair. Radio show. Yes, uh, developed by uh, Nazis in Brazil in uh, the early 50s. Listen, uh, whoever those people were who had that uh, officer, uh, officer, that uh, office furniture company, uh, please call back. I know you want some trade out. I know you want us to talk about your uh, your product on the air, your um, store name on the air, uh, numbers on the air. Uh -huh. but listen, I'll do a whole show for one chair. Two hours. Come on in. Put that number on a loop and we'll run it behind me. Please, come on down. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to trade. I cannot get a goddamn chair in this place, and I'm w willing to trade. Here's my philosophy in life, Drew. You make, uh, make your wishes known. You have to make your wishes known. You cannot, uh, you cannot be upset at other people if you don't make your wishes known. Only uh, be responsible. Be responsible for the change that needs to happen in your life. Certainly, right. Adam. Yes. My my chair broke last night too. <laughs> wow, I've never heard. Now that we're one. really going to see. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that's Engineer Mike. Engineer Nobody. Mike is sitting on a toilet. Uh, that he is. Uh, I don't think anybody's ever heard his voice before, though. What are you talking about? He's, he's all over this he's show. All, he's all over us, but he doesn't really go out on the air like. Well, that. he's very modest. And, uh, he should be. The point is this: uh, I've been complaining about this chair thing for a year now. I've had no satisfaction from Westwood too. So here's the deal. Uh, anyone who wants to bring a chair down here, come on down. I will plug the hell out of your company. That's it. I don't care if it's illegal. I want a chair. I gave them uh, ample opportunity to get a chair, and that's it. Make that two. Two chairs. Three chairs. I want a throne. I want the... Uh, all right, Drew. <laughs> Westwood Nunn. There's the new... Hey, hey, wait a minute. That's the new Whoopi Goldberg movie, isn't it? All right. Michael, 13. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Dave Navarro is, uh, where is he? We don't know where he is. He's gone. <clears throat> I don't okay. think he's going to be here tonight. We'll ask him for an explanation. Okay. Aren't you getting new chairs? Didn't someone, like, send you some fax things? Someone sent us some fax things, uh, but uh, Engineer Mike and uh, Ann uh, uh, rubbed their two uh, IQ points together and told me that I couldn't get it from them because that would be selling out, uh, that it was illegal to plug uh, this company in, in turn uh, uh, for their products. And I said, that's all radio is. It's all one big trade-out. Come on. The GMs are doing it. Why can't I do it? I need a chair. Okay. They're doing it for golf equipment. All right, Michael. Okay. Um, my dad's homosexual, and I want to know how I could tell my friends without causing any thing to go on, like panic or something. What, what's the hurry? Um, why why my, friends? Well, they're just my friends, and I think that they should know. What's I mean, going on in the background there, Michael? Where? Is it like a clicking noise or something? No, the no. radio. Oh, you want me to turn it down? Yeah, I'm going to have to hang up on you. No, no. No, don't hang up on me. All right, but I will put you on hold, and we'll move on. And then we'll Why? get back to them. Why? The lessons, Drew. Please, your Consequ parents. Consequences. Consequences. Oh, yeah. for Christ's sake, those kids are going to uh, they're going to grow up following, uh, they're going to be like uh, the Manson uh, family. You don't give them some consequences, Drew. Joe, 19. Hi. Hey. Um, I can't say long-time listener because I've just started listening to you recently, but first-time caller. All right. Um, the reason I'm calling is because um, I was with a girl for about a year. Um, she had a lot of mental problems, including disassociative identities disorder. Oh, boy. That means multiple personality. Yeah. 
And that means she, she had multiple personalities. Needless to say. Mean to have disassociated. Oh, wait, what is it? One will dissociate and go away, and another one will come forward. Really? Yeah. Well, what if they're all gregarious and uh, horny? Uh, guess what? What? It never works that way. No, it doesn't. Sorry, no, Jay. Needless to say, it was an interesting relationship. Oh, my God. Chaos has got to be the word for that. Yeah, but it's like uh, you're cheating every night. I um, kept it interesting, different person every night. Oh, geez. Listen, uh, most women have some form of this, albeit a mild form, but uh, they all have some form of multi-personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just got a severe case, Joe. Yeah, well, basically what happened was, is, um, I mean, things were, despite everything that, you know, despite that, we it still seemed to be going well. I mean, I loved her, I love her a lot, and then all of a sudden, t about two weeks ago, just, it was like everything just all of a sudden she told me that she needed to be alone and how did you know who you were talking to um well they have names i know so really oh yeah how many of but, them but sometimes they hide out there's one that's usually the organizing one the sort of the, yeah. the executive one yeah and that's usually the one really and that's the one you sort of get to know is that the one you're talking about um well there i actually got to know quite a few of them obviously not all of them you know, I never met any of the kid personalities. Yeah. I never met... Um, oh, oh, it's too bad. Sh she had um, one that really hated men. I never met that one. Well, how do you know you didn't just meet that one a couple weeks ago? Well, because um, I know who it was. Just, I don't know, it's little things that you can tell. I mean, after being with somebody that long, it's... I mean, I, I picked up on little things really easy. How many personalities would you say she had? Um, that I met, probably 12. Really? That's where my personality's gone. Because you've heard me complain I only have half a personality. Yeah. It's uh, people like this. They hog all the personalities, Drew. Mm. Now I'm left uh, to go through life without, without much of one. Wow. All right. Well, Joe, I mean, it, it's, we're kind of playing around because it's an interesting problem. It but, certainly is. But what, what, how can we help you? Well, my question is, is all of a sudden she said she needed space. So she, she said she felt smothered by her life and she was changing a lot of things about it. Like, I guess she's dying and cutting her hair, uh, which to me means, uh, makes me wonder if somebody... Somebody's taking over. Yeah. That's what it is. And I'm you just, mean one of her? Yeah. And I'm just wondering... The Dorothy Hamill uh, personality is taking over? I'm just wondering if I should just give up on this. I, Joe, it's uh, very difficult for people with these kinds of disorders to stay in long-term relationships. Oh, Joe. Yeah. You know, sometimes oh. they kind of contain it. At 19. No, are you kidding? It's just wild, yeah. Yeah, it's my I, first relationship. Oh, really oh boy, are you going to be happy in your next one. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, starting this way? This is like, uh, uh, forget uh, math, forget algebra. You're going right into trig. Uh, we're breaking the slide rule uh, over, our, uh, over our knee, and we're, th we're taking the batteries out of the calculator. Go, enjoy. It's all going to be easy after this. <laughs> I've thought of that, too, but I mean, I... I'm just wondering, is it something that I should just give up on? or? Uh, you know, I, we can't answer that for you, but it's something that uh, could create a lot of discomfort in your life. It's not the healthiest thing to be involved in. Don't they with. have medications for this? Yeah. Do they, they all have to take it or just give it to the head one? They just give it to the one with the brain, which is all of them. Okay, so they all take it. Yeah. Okay. And uh I don't know how to answer your question. You certainly it's, don't, Drew. It's a very difficult situation. It's not likely she's going to be able to stay in a, a relationship for a long period of time without a lot of disruption. And it's not a particularly healthy thing for you to be in at your age.
Mm-hmm. But you've got to make up your own mind about this. I, I don't really understand how you can love someone when you don't know who the someone is. Uh, it's very difficult. It suggests a, a, at least a moderate amount of fantasy or something on your part mm-hmm. that uh, causes you to be in love with, you know, you don't even know which person it is. Uh, yeah, we wouldn't call Joe a realist. <clears throat> Joe. Yeah? You're 19. You, you, please. Uh, she needs to take her medication and relax. Uh, you need to find someone with, uh, like, personality, personality and a half, and uh, settle in. Don't go for the the 13 ones. Yeah. Is it 13? Uh, well, actually, um, knows I only met about 13. There was uh, more like 40. All right. So uh, every night's an orgy over at Joe's place. Uh, Joe, find somebody else and uh, get her on her medication and, you know, let her take, uh, take care of herself. But... Uh, uh, what about somebody, uh, what about a male with a uh, multi-personality disorder uh, dating someone else with a multi-personality disorder? It'd be like, uh, the, you know, it'd be like a blind date every night. Interesting. Be, and then they're kids. You, you do the math, Drew. Uh, Michael, 13. Okay. Um, my dad's homosexual, and I don't know. Right. I can tell my friends without upsetting them or... Right. Well, you got to tell them. Yeah, well, I Why? want to. No, I they do. And they need to know. Why? Well, I just think, well, if they come over, I mean... Listen, I told my friends my dad was gay, and he's not even gay. <laughs> so don't tell me that Michael doesn't need to tell him. Well, I think I just should. Like, the ones that come over, they'll ask, um, who's that, or something <laughs> like that. And I don't, just don't know what to say. What do you mean, who's that? Oh, my dad's friend. And you're living with your dad now? Yeah. Oh. Well, they've been together up. for like nine years, so. Yeah, but you, you know, I I don't know how much more people know uh, than I knew. I, I'm trying to think because uh, hold on a second, Michael, because I don't know how smart people are. Like when I was 13, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, what year were the village people really big? Uh, you know, 78, 78, 79, yeah. Yeah, maybe even 70, 77, yeah, 78, yeah, 78, yeah, yeah. 78, yeah. yeah. All right, in uh, 1978, I was like 13. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I wasn't an idiot. I was kind of was a bit of a boob and an a-hole, but I wasn't an idiot. And I knew, and I didn't come from a Mormon family. I was like out on the street calling everybody names, and I, I knew how stuff worked. And the village people came out, and me and, you know, me and everyone else were like, uh, hey, look at those dudes doing their thing. That's all right. Look at them. Boy, but they get a lot of chicks. <laughs> Boy, but that Indian really scores. Look at him. That uh, paint on his chest and whatnot, uh, doing the rain dance. I bet these guys do great with chicks. Now, here are the uh, guys singing in the Navy and YMCA. They really should have been singing YWCA. But the point is, is uh, all my uh, little uh, 13, 14-year-old, their 12, 13, 14-year-old friends, <laughs> we didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. These guys, they're disco guys. Look at them. Dressed yeah. like a cop. Right. So... Your friends, all right, <laughs> that's true. The point is, is your friends are not going to come over and know what your dad's up to because there's some guy over there. Okay. You know, you tell us his business partner. the way my dad talks. I mean, they'll what, what happened with your parents? What was the story there? Your dad was just um, trying to live straight? They were, yeah, um, they were, my mom and dad were married uh, about five years, and they got a divorce, and they were both in the um, army or something. Oh, they really? got discharged for that. Oh, really? Yeah. She told. But. And were you, were you the only child? What? Were you the only no, child? I have, I have one sister and then two adopted sisters. Or, um, 
adopted by my dad and my dad's friend, which they're the only, like, the third in the um, whole country to be able to do this. And are oh, you, really? Are you yeah. all living with your dad as partner? Yeah. Where's your mom? Um, she's up in Nevada. What happened? Um, she just moved with her husband now. Mm. And how she's do you, got boy, the stepdaughter. Poor and mom has to live with that. How do you feel about all this? Um, it really doesn't bother me. Yeah, you sound all right. You sound all right. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Fine with it? Yeah. Fine with not living with your mom? Yeah. Well, not, I mean, we're way better off than she is right now. But how long has she been out of your life? Um, well, we see her. Well, she, she doesn't call that much, but we still see her. Uh, what's your dad do? Um, he's uh, RN right now. <clears throat> he's still going to school. Oh, okay. Candy striper or? No. No, nurse. No, nurse. Oh, that kind of nurse. Okay. No. He was the ADON at um, a hospice. Drew knows what that is. Yeah. All right, uh, so Michael, you sound pretty adjusted. You sound pretty comfortable. Uh, I, I <clears throat> you flirt. Here's here's my feeling on this whole uh, tell your friends anything uh, more than they need to know thing. Don't do uh, it. You don't get it. Here here's the deal. Um, let's let's check the pros. Uh, the pros. No, that's that. Nothing. There's nothing good. No, it stops them from asking stupid questions. No, they probably uh, even uh, escalate to, to your friends, uh, you, you get to look in the eye and not lie to her or whatever. It, no, nothing on the pro side. On the con side, uh, they tell a bunch of friends. It gets around school. You get harassed, uh, ridiculed, so on and so forth. Too many cons, uh, not enough pros. I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I think uh, the military should just go gay now. <laughs> think about this, Drew. Hold on a second. I'm thinking. They threw this guy out because he was homosexual. Apparently. Is that what threw him out or because of the divorce? I thought they said they threw him out because he was homosexual. Yeah. Here's the point. It would be a better army. Yeah. Uh, the uh, peacetime army is a better homosexual army. And now, now hear me out, Drew. Uh, there wouldn't be all this uh, nonsense going on uh, on these uh, bases abroad where they go and these guys get loaded and rape some uh, you know, teenage girl in Japan or something. There wouldn't be any of that going on. Generally, uh, more organized barracks, a uh, little nicer, uh, keeping things straight, uh, foot lockers in place and whatnot. And as long as we don't get into a big skirmish, everything's fine. People are uh, more sober. Uh, there's not uh, this rape going on that's uh, rampant uh, in the military these days. It's a cleaner, nicer, friendlier man's army. You see what I'm saying, Drew? Uh. And like I said, uh, seeing how uh, we're now in the computer age of uh, war... And we're not going to have any guys having to, you know, salty guys with, uh, you know, smelling of liquor and unshaven uh, storming the beach at uh, Dunkirk or something, or Normandy. And we're fine. It's a better plan. Drew, Drew you know I'm right. <clears throat> Sarah? Hi. 16. Yes. Um, this Saturday, I'm going to go get my tongue pierced. And I wanted to know, like, the risks that are involved in this. Cause at I've 16, how do, you, how do you get that done? I thought you had to be 18. Um, your parents yeah, going with you? They said that if they talked to my parents. Are your parents going with you? Yeah. And they're happy about this? No. <laughs> but they're going to allow you to do it, do it anyway? Yeah. Oh, why? Because Sarah's such an incredible pain in the ass that they've just relinquished. They just went, ugh. They can't fight it anymore, right, Sarah? That's exactly what they said. <laughs> what are you even doing? Do I know the kids, Drew? What are you even doing? I've just been, like, bugging them about it for a while. It's something I've wanted to do. Why do you want to do it? Um, I don't know. I just, I, I admit it's probably a lot. I like the reaction people 
Um, and why what is that? people? Like people, like at school, I don't know, attention. Uh-huh. Aren't there other ways, maybe more productive ways to get attention? Well, it's not just that. That's just, I, I know that's one of the reasons that I was thinking. Sarah, wouldn't yeah. you get a lot of attention if you won the science fair this year? Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, well, uh, they can hit an artery and the thing can, your tongue can swell up to the size of a grapefruit. And parents would be uh, laughing all the way home yeah, if they, that happens. And occlude your airway and uh, you could die. You can't breathe through your eyes? Yeah. I've heard that. I've yeah. heard that. Oh, you I mean, can get infections in the tongue. It can be. Uh, what is the chances of them hitting it? No, nobody, nobody, uh, professional, no one from the medical profession does these, so there's no studies being done on this. So I don't know what the chances are. It seems to be pretty rare. Well, it's like, what are the chances of you getting hit by a drunk driver on the way home or something? Uh, I don't know. It could happen. Uh, here's the deal uh, you're getting on the freeway. Uh, so you you have a slightly higher risk of someone who's not driving uh, during that time. It's probably not much. You never hear about it, Drew. No, really. It's a hypothetical. Well, actually, I, as a matter of fact, I think you're making up this artery, Drew, because you've been even I've he I've heard you yapping about this for two years, and no one's ever hit that artery. Well, I not. have something to tell you then. Um, my dad, um, this girl at work, her daughter had that happen. She went in the hospital yeah. and they like had to, they said something like they had to stick a tube down her to make her breathe or something. Alright, thank you for taking a giant uh, steaming <laughs> dump on my point, That's Sarah. I was getting worried, yeah, Right, thank you for uh, doing that. Uh, let, me, let me counter that with this. That was uh, just a scare tactic and a rhetoric by your father in order to, to try to dissuade you from doing this. Well, it didn't, but it's not good. Aha, Drew, you know we made that up. So I am right. And I'm right about being right, too. All right, Sarah. All right, Sarah, uh, listen, uh, go ahead. Piss your parents off. It's not going to change your life, believe me. You'll be the same Sarah. You'll just have a bead in your tongue. Well, I believe that, but All right. I don't know. All right, now listen. Go ahead. You'll be fine. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, but stop riding your parents all the time. <laughs> you know, they work hard. They put a roof over your head. They put food in the fridge, and they're, they're trying as best they can. Come on. Don't bully him. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. <sighs> Drew, your, your, your kids are just going to uh, kick you around like a soccer ball. They already do. Older. I know. Uh, you're you're, you're going to be just in huge trouble. And uh, you'll probably have money. See, you know, we were like uh, food stamps and uh, welfare and stuff. And, uh, you know, whatever it was, it would just always boil down to money. So, and it's really the ultimate argument. You can't do it. Uh, I want to go to camp. You know, I, uh, we can't afford that. I, I need my own car. Uh, we can't. I, I don't want to wear the tough skins uh, from J.C. Penny, Mom. I want the Levi's that all the other kids are. Uh, we can't afford that. And you, you know, even at you know twelve, thirteen, whatever, you can't really argue with. Uh, we can't afford that. Uh, I want to watch cartoons instead of. Uh, <laughs> Instead of mod on TV, uh, we can't afford that. <laughs> my, my family was so cheap. I, I, they had a very dangerous, uh, very dangerous combination. My family, they were cheap and poor, which is uh, uh, you're really screwed as kids when your family is not only cheap but poor. These are uh, it's like if you're um, if you're reckless and poor, you'll still get a couple of things out of them once in a while. Yeah, Dad goes down to the track, uh, hits a couple of ponies or something. He comes home with a couple of 20s in his pocket, and you're getting some of it. 
cheap and poor, dangerous, dangerous combo. I used to say to my mom, Ma, uh, drive me to Van Nuys. This is from North Hollywood. No, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a lot of money. That's a, that's a, ma, ma, how I, I started figuring out the math uh, later on and, you know, a couple months later. I said, uh, listen, Ma, uh, the uh, VW Squareback you're driving, the uh, 69 Squareback, that gets uh, about 20 miles a gallon. Uh, Van Nuys is about uh, nine miles round trip. Uh, gas is 62 cents a gallon. Uh, that's 25 cents. Yeah, yeah, but every time you start the car, uh, there's wear and tear. There's the oil. Uh, there's, uh, you know, the transmission. Uh, yeah. I heard the same stuff. You did not. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, come on, Drew. Your parents never abused you that way. Really? Mm. Really? All right. Ah, insights uh, to Dr. Drew and his uh, horrific past when we come back. Love to, uh, what do we got? Ah, D Herbs. D Herbs.com. I'm on my cleanse, man, but not the cleanse like you guys think of a cleanse. It is, uh, they let you eat. <laughs> it's not just the cayenne pepper and the stream water. Lemon and the juice. Indian tears filled with uh, cayenne pepper and paprika. Now, you don't starve yourself. You get to uh, eat eat anything raw. Eat vegetables, anything. Eat salad, anything. Eat nuts. That's why I had uh, the porcelain punisher go out and get me a pillowcase. Filled of uh, raw almonds. Actually, cashews hold up quite nicely in mm. the raw condition. Good to know. Do yourself a favor. Yeah, well, there is a drop off in the almond department in the raw world. In the nut department. In the nut, sorry, in the nut department, there's a there's a yeah. quite a chasm between the uh, the ones raw there. almonds can be a little intense. You're saying raw cashews better. The cashew, cashew is solid okay. as Sears, man. Uh, and, uh, they give you all of the herbs and you take them and you just cleanse yourself out. And I've never felt better. How and many you can days? Enter. It's 20 days, but you, you know what? You don't, you can do it for eight days and have a, you know, have a little pasta and then go back to it. You I'm feel no, better? I'm no saint. You feel yeah, better? You know what, a, you know what a lot of it is? A lot of it is just what I sort of say with therapy. It's like the actual act of doing it, like going, hey, I'm going to take control of something here for 10 minutes of my <laughs> life. Like, I'm going to take these herbs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to do that. Instead of that sort of blindly just sort of mowing through life, you know, where you're just going, oh, whatever, who's that? I'm putting it in my face. <laughs> it is being active with it. Um, anyway, dherbs.com. That is D-H-E-R-B-S.com. Go online. Check them out. Enter the promo code Adam at checkout. Get a discount for my listeners only. Or you give them a call. 866-4-D-HERBS. And uh, just go online. Check them out. It's good stuff. All right. What do we got? Hey, I'm Jake. And I'm Amir. And we're from that appropriately named web series, Jake and Amir. We're also the voices of If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet hosted by us. That's right. Every week we offer our personal insight to real problems submitted to us by real people and sometimes even our comedy friends join like Ben Schwartz, Thomas Middleditch, and Allison Williams. The important thing is the advice is often pretty bad. But hopefully always funny. So go to podcastone.com and hit that download button to hear our terrible but hopefully funny advice. Thanks guys. Dave Navarro is supposed to come in uh, tonight but uh, he's not. So, uh, uh, who the hell knows? Uh, listen, I don't care. Uh, nothing against Dave. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Actually, I think he is a nice guy because I've met him. Did I explain it to you? Yeah, he didn't call uh, somebody back or something. Right. All right. 
Hey, hey listen, it doesn't matter. Uh, you well, know. that explains it. <laughs> what I miss, uh, what I leave out there. Eh? No, you act like you're completely confused. Well, no, I, he was supposed to come in tonight, and he's not. Um, and I'm no, I'm not completely confused. He was supposed to call somebody, and he didn't. Right. Okay. So, end the story. All right, well, now uh, now we see what's going on. See, Drew. Yeah. He's supposed to call somebody. Oh. You just uh, act like you don't know where, why he didn't show up. We, like, why, that you thought he was going to come in know why five he didn't. minutes ago. Oh, no, 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 no. I know. But I don't know why he didn't show up. Do I? Do you? Yeah. Ann doesn't either. Huh. No, no. But uh, I did know uh, a few minutes before the show started that he wasn't coming. Right. But even then, it was sort of, we're, you're just speculating, Ann. You weren't sure. He may, I don't know, he may still come in. No. Okay. <laughs> I can't see Ann through there, and I think she's doing something. All right, what the hell were we talking about, Drew? Call her. No. Uh, phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew about to come clean about his own troubled childhood. <laughs> now, your parents were cheap, too, right? Oh, sure. And they had money. Yep. Right. Was, you, was your dad a doctor? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I never really thought about it too much, but it's always a little weird when the uh, son follows in the footsteps of the dad's profession, you know? Yeah. Always uh, smacks of something up, you know, a little yeah. pressure. Uh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> my my, uh, my dad, for a while, wanted uh, me to be a slacker, too. Uh, right, here's the deal, no, uh, for those of you who are uh, confused. Uh, my dad is a therapist now. Uh, my dad became a therapist about five years ago. Uh, my dad is uh, 87. <laughs> no, my dad is... Uh, I mean, it's in his early 60s. I can't remember. 64? Something like that. The point is this. He didn't become uh, what you'd call sort of a winner, or uh, forget winner, just a you know regular uh, productive member of society until his late 50s. Mm. Uh, I was long out of the house. Uh, and both my parents are doing very well uh, now, uh, not necessarily financially, but, I mean, you know, they're... they're they're doing fine. They're not on the doll. They have a They're not using food stamps. Uh, they're not uh, in the throes of uh, depression all the time. They're doing fine now, but uh, they had the decency to wait till I left the house before they started this program. The Getting It Together program. I was there during the uh, poor, depressed years. And the whole family sort of got their crap together later on in life. So everyone's fine now, but my dad was uh, like a musician, worked with handicapped kids, uh, never made a penny, you know. It was an entire mess, but true. <clears throat> Drew's family had money because Papa was a doctor. And what kind of doctor was your dad? General practitioner. General? Yeah. Hmm. Same thing you do, right? Similar. Yes. Similar. Okay. And uh, did he pressure you to uh, get into the uh, business? Mm, intermittently. Yeah. And you resent him for that? <laughs> no. You wanted to sing opera, though, didn't you? No. What did you want to do? I don't know. What That's would you be doing? You don't know because you had that, that stuff uh, rammed down your throat so right. early in life. You really had no choice. Is that what you're there, saying? There is something to that. Uh-huh. So but there's a certain amount of animosity. No, uh, thankfully. A certain amount. No, thankfully. A little bit. No, thankfully it, it, <clears throat> it worked for me. Smidge of animosity have to parents for that. But your parents had money. Yeah. Uh, yet were uh, cheap because they were uh, products of depression. Right. They're, uh, how old is your father now? Seventy. <clears throat> Seventy. So he was uh, a child growing up in the uh, Depression. Right. And uh, had that. And let me tell you, uh, I cannot, uh, I, you know, uh, ten years from now, everyone will be dead from that era, and there'll be no more excuses. Because that's uh, all I ever heard from my family, too. Uh, not my parents, but like my grandma. 
Yes, he was a he was a product of the depression. So you can okay, that was uh, 70 years ago, you old f. Now come on, give me a quarter. I want some damn ice cream. Uh, you gotta understand. Uh, when he was 12, uh, he had a bad year and a half. Okay, I was poor when I was 12 too. Please, come on. The lawn was uh, this high. I was using food stamps. Come on, get over that product of the depression crap. My parents were just depressed. That was their it, thing. it was weirder then for those kids because uh, they didn't they really didn't know if they were going to eat or not. Oh, there, there was no such thing as food stamps. There was no government. All oh, right, but everyone made it all right. Uh, so now you resent your parents because they had money but they wouldn't give you any. And uh, you're saying that your dad was kept talking about driving him to the poorhouse. So uh, I want this poorhouse thing to come back uh, before I have kids. Uh, Drew Oh, yeah. Start introducing the poorhouse oh, uh, oh, yeah. concept well, to the kids it's, it's because well, it's, it, well known. it's completely lost. You don't hear about the poorhouse. Like, I I grew up here and I'm like, you're going to drive me to the poorhouse. Oh, you uh, heard that, too? Yes. Uh, and I was thinking, where is this poorhouse? Oh, and, I don't uh, think imagine in my head. Wait a minute. I thought we lived in the poorhouse. Uh, isn't, isn't that just coming home at night, Dad? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, this is the poorhouse, isn't it? Or is there like a poorhouse east that I'm not aware of? Because we certainly live in the West Coast poorhouse. <laughs> it's actually my grandparents' house uh, we lived in. But, uh, yeah, all right. So make sure and introduce the poorhouse uh, concept to the, to the children and the driving uh, to the poorhouse. Uh, and start it early. And like I said, show them your genitalia now and then uh, don't show it to them again. It's the same concept. Uh, and 24. Hi. How are you guys doing? <clears throat> Good. All right. Um... I just have a question, actually, and um, I think you might be able to answer it better. Um, oh, hold thing... on a second. All right, let me concentrate. Okay. <laughs> this is a rarity on Love Well, it's more about just boys, I think, uh, mm -hmm. their actions and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, is it possible for guys really to just have a sexual relationship and then be able to walk away from it? Routinely. Yes. That's why guys uh, buy prostitutes, by the way. And for the most part, women don't. Even if it's, like, repeated, you know, for a month or so, they can just walk away. They could go away for years. A guy could do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> and women can't. This is, I've said this a million times. I'm not going to let Adam talk yet. I, women can't do that. If they do, it's a rare woman that can. And, and usually yeah, they're screwed up, usually. I, I hate to say it. I, I really do. Uh, but it's not a bad thing. And I don't mean it in a bad way. But the only women I've ever talked to in the year and a half I've been doing this show who can have casual uh, casual sexual relationship uh, with some guy and not have any kind of emotional feelings uh, you find out later was uh, um, the product of some abuse or something a little something a little screwed they, up they can't it. have feelings with any of their relationships right guys can do it guys can do it all the time all the time uh, there are some guys who do get sucked in and drawn in and all that, but uh, that is not the majority of them. Hmm. It's like I said, guys go to prostitutes, and uh, it's like uh, <clears throat> female prostitutes see male guys, and male prostitutes see uh, male guys. You understand? Yeah. Uh, that's why. Uh, guys can do this. Uh, it is a biological thing. I mean, a guy can just uh, go to, go down to the corner, uh, drop 20 bucks, uh, get himself some moral pleasure, and go home. Uh, a woman, uh, <laughs> what percentage of women uh, would just go down to the corner, uh, drop 20 bucks, and uh, have the guy, uh, you know, go down on him for 10 minutes in the, uh, in the back of the car, and then go home, uh, happy? It, it's unheard of. It, this is the greatest example of this. If you want to know it from a strictly biological uh, level, this is it. Guys will do this. Women can't do it. 
Or they, they don't do it. It doesn't work for them that way. All right. So, uh, Ann. Yeah. Why? You uh, having sex with some guy from work? No, no. Um, no, actually, uh, I'm kind of thinking about, uh, you know, rekindling an old relationship, and he says he's having one of these purely sexual relationships, and, you know, if it were to work together between us again, I just want to make sure that he, there's no repercussions from anything. Well, here's where the guy can get bound up. If the sex is really good, <laughs> then that is like his emotional. That is the equivalent to the male emotional connection to the strictly physical relationship. You see what I'm saying? If it's amazing sex, uh, even if there's no emotion part, you can become physically addicted to the amazing sex. So make even sure the sex isn't that like good. Person. Huh? Even if you don't really like the person. Now, you still come back for seconds. Hmm. Well, you better find out where this guy's at before you do this. Yeah, well, he says it's just sexual, and, and I believe him because I've known him for a long time. But well, b believe what guys say, not what they do. It's great we've come to a point in society where people actually defend uh, their actions with sex. Hey, man, we're just getting it on. Uh, we're just humping and banging and boffing. Uh, it's nothing more. Let me clarify what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when people would uh, argue? Uh, argue? Uh, I mean, they would deny stuff. Oh, no, no, no. We're just friends. Or, uh, no, we just work together. <laughs> it's just sex. I like this guy. Very upfront. And that's the point. Guys, if you think, if, you, if you're trying to read into their actions things like they must care if they're doing this, but they're telling you otherwise, believe what they tell you. Yes, and even if they're uh, saying something else, they may be lying. All right? Yeah. All right, uh, more about Drew's uh, poor, uh, resentful family after this. Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been bad, and we'll be right back. So, once again, you're struggling with what to get that gamer slash geek in your life. You know. The one surgically attached to the screen, speaking a language that you can barely understand. Well, here's the answer. Loot Crate. That's right, Loot Crate. It costs less than 20 bucks a month, and you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items that are targeted right at your gamer geek. This month's Loot Crate is a head-to-head, rough-and-tumble battle for your senses. As Loot Crate celebrates fighting heroes, battling rogues, 8-bit brawlers, and other factions that you love from some of your geek and gaming favorites, including exclusive collectibles from Mega Man and Assassin's Creed. They've also got Halo, Street Fighter, and more surprises. Plus, when you sign up, you get the chance to get exclusive t-shirts you won't find anywhere else. You do not want to miss out on this in November. Well, maybe you do, but your gamer will not. You've got till 9 p.m. Pacific on the 19th to subscribe and get this month's crate. If you wait till the 20th, it's over, you miss out, and everybody's sad. So make sure you get to LootCrate.com slash podcast. And then when you get there, enter code podcast and save 10% on all new subscriptions. That's LootCrate.com slash podcast. The solution to your holiday gift problems for every gamer, geek, and pop culture enthusiast on the planet. Go there. They'll make you look cool for less than 20 bucks a month. You're not going to find that deal anywhere else.
movie is this from, Engineer Mike? Oh, this is from The Saint, yeah. Well, uh, it's Duran Duran. Oh, is this Duran Duran's uh, death? Uh, oh, great. Yeah, Duran Duran was in here uh, gushing over that. Uh, oh, please, you were here, Drew. No, I wasn't here. You weren't here? No. You were here. Oh, no, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, Drew's really... Hey, everyone say bye to Drew. Uh, this is it for Drew. Why, uh, Drew? You're never gonna, you're never coming back again, are you? For what? <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna be taking a lot of vacation, right? No, not that bad now. No, no, okay. really, not very much. I'm taking, right. I'm gonna take uh, next Sunday off. That's it. All right. So, uh, what have we learned tonight, uh, kiddies? Uh, Dave Navarro has not shown up. Uh, Doctor Drew's uh, folks are uh, rich uh, yet frugal, which is. Uh, Really, uh, it's really worse than my parents who were uh, cheap and poor. Although, ultimately, uh, Drew, you did uh, reap the benefits to your father's uh, nice living. You live in a decent house. I had a great education. Oh, that's, there you go. That's the big key. There you go. That's the drawback, yeah. You, you get a good education. Uh, you live in a nice place. Your, your friends don't, you know, my, my house was uh, known as the barn. Uh, my friends used to call it, uh, which was very nice. And uh, it was r- directly across the street from my elementary school. Directly. I mean, uh, there were the, you know, he- here's the uh, handball courts. Uh, here's the basketball courts. There's Adam's house. Oh. Right through the chain link fence uh, with the lawn uh, that's three feet high and the, like, shingles coming off the roof. It-, it was really like that house. Remember in Forrest Gump? Yeah. Drew, you didn't see Forrest. I did see Forrest. Oh, you did. All right. (laughs) The house uh, where, uh, what was Forrest's uh, girlfriend's name? The heroin addict? Yes. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember her name. It was was like that house, but uh, in North Hollywood. The one they went and tore down and threw rocks at. Right. Ah. Oh, the barn. All right. So, um, but Drew lived in a nice place, and uh, his parents were cheap. All right. You don't mind that they know you think they were cheap? Oh, they know they are. Oh, they know they're cheap. And they're proud Not of it? Cheap. Well, cheap. Yeah, they, they cheap. know their products are depression. It's cheap. All right. <laughs> 50 years ago. Oh, for Christ's sake. But it's worked. See, it works for them for their whole life. Nah, it's, it's, uh, it's convenient. Yeah, they're using that angle. Rob, 13. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm having a, I guess, a situation you guys can help me with. All right. Um, there's this girl I like, and she just got out of a... A relationship and the guy she's in a relationship kind of went around like uh, bragging kind of like you know showing it off that he broke up with her for some reason she's kind of I guess she's kind of upset about it what's your question well um, I want to know you know how I should um, I'm interested in her I, I want to know how I should approach her how long ago did she break up with him um, just a few days ago she called me up and um, told you about it hmm? she called you up and told you about it yeah, she called me up for some help. and So uh, you already have a relationship with her as a friend? Yeah, as a friend. And, but um, she called you as for a shoulder to cry on? Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, I guess so. She called me, and she just wanted to talk about it. How old is she? Uh, she's 13, too. What, the Adam Squirrely <coughs> in Friendville? Mm-hmm. Uh, how long have you been... Uh, yes, he's uh, the mayor of Friendville. Uh, Rob, how long have you been friends with her? Um... For about, um, well, I, I just met her uh, a few months ago. Um, this really proves your theory about it. Right, I'm, I'm getting close to hanging up on you, Rob, if you can't come up with some numbers here. Uh, about five months ago. Five months? Yeah. <clears throat> 
And uh, you initially became friends with her because you were attracted to her, right, Rob? Uh, Just yeah, answer the question, yeah. please. Yes or no? Yes? Yeah. Okay. And uh, how did you strike up this friendship with her? Um, well, basically, and it's just... How did you strike up the friendship with her? We were just um, talking a lot, and um, we just were, um, I don't know, we just got it together. All right. Uh, I, I can't take this anymore, Drew. I can't take it anymore. I, uh, people's uh, inability to communicate. Just How did you start the friendship with her? Um... We started talking a lot. Uh, listen, <laughs> and then we uh, talk some more. Talk some more. Uh huh. And jeez, uh, uh, where was your mom during this period? Uh, your dad was molesting you. Indiana, <laughs> but you live in Indiana. Yeah, we're both in Indiana. Where was she? In the den? <laughs> no, you idiot. Oh, what this concrete thinking. Listen, uh, I'm going to get back to Rob. Uh, where did you meet her? Where? Uh, how did you become friends? Uh, we met at school. Um, our folks are friends. Uh, we started talking. I, I was attracted to her, and I tried <laughs> to find a way to meet her and started talking. Oh, please. Oh, Oh, what to say? It's like some movie. They they think you saw the first half of it, and uh, so they don't have to fill you in on that part. Uh, I really like this girl, and yeah, uh, I'm really I'm they, really, they, oh, don't, they don't want you to see. Hold it on, I really like this girl, and so she broke up this guy. So uh, we were talking the other day. You were talking. Oh yeah, she called me. Well, she called you. Well, how? Why did she call you? Oh, we're friends. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, I missed that. I uh, should have known. But, but they don't want you to know that. That's All right. Because they, they're busy hiding the fact All that right, they, Rob, have, they have an ulterior motive for maintaining the friendship. Rob, I'm giving you one more chance. Okay. Uh, well, how, we, how did you become friends? Well, we met, um, I, we met at school, and I told someone that I liked her, and mm -hmm. uh, she, um, she kind of got us together. The and, friend. Yeah, uh -huh. she's a friend. And so this girl knows you liked her at one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you got together, you started talking. Did she have a boyfriend at this time? Uh, no. No. But you never did go out on a date with her? No. Why not? I don't know. It's just that it's I... 13. I know. Get up in the... Get up, I didn't the courage. Yeah. Yes, believe me. Oh. Oh, Rob. Rob, I see I see myself in uh, the young... Uh, young, uh, young, uh, kinky-haired, uh, voice-cracking Rob. I, I see a little bit of Adam in there, Rob. I was there. I was there for years. Everybody gets there. Everyone's there. Rob, you're 13. You'll be out of this quicker. All right. All right. Here's what you should do, Rob. Listen to me. Okay. Don't make me go for the reverb button, Drew. You should tell her straight out. Listen, uh, I'm sorry um, things didn't go well with you and the other person. Uh, I'm interested in you uh, in this way, the way uh, you were interested in the other person. Uh, not only as a friend, but as possibly more. Uh, it's not a crime, Rob. It's all right. Women are flattered by this. They're all right with it. Uh, and then you tell her, listen, uh, don't act guilty, Rob. Just say, uh, listen, I'm interested in you this way. And if you're not interested in me that way, I, uh, I can accept that. And uh, we can go on uh, being friends and uh, I can run home and masturbate. Okay. Uh, leave out the masturbation part, Rob. All right. All right? Go. 
Go with the power of ten men. Okay. And uh, break like the wind. Okay, Rob? Okay. All right. He'll never do it. And 27. All right. I wanted to see if I could get some advice. I um, started seeing this guy. We've only been on a couple of dates um, about three months ago. We see each other about once a month. We are co-workers, and we, we, but we only work together um, twice a month. And um, he was a great guy. I really liked him a lot. I was uh, really um, putting the heart, cart before the horse, but engaged or married and so I still can't confirm this without directly asking him and I won't see him for another month but um, I'm going to assume that he's married and so now I'm on like the downer mm -hmm. um, I'm just in the dumps and um, so I, I wanted to know A. what I ought to say to this person next time wait, I wait, see wait, him wait, wait, wait. you only saw this guy once a month yeah. What kind of relationship is that that you have once a month? <laughs> well, we're both um, in the military. Yeah. In the reserves. Did he have sex with him? Yes. Oh, he did? Uh-huh. Uh, what, uh, what does he do in the military reserve? Yeah, I'd rather not say. Oh, please. Is he a superior of yours? <laughs> Pardon? Is he a superior of yours? Uh, he is a, of, a, of a higher rank than me, but it's not considered fraternization or anything like that. Not an immediate superior? No. No. Uh huh. What do you do? What do I do? In the military, yeah. Um, I'm a maintenance officer. Uh, does that involve cleaning, or do you get to work on stuff? No, I supervise people who work on stuff. Oh, really? Yes. Like what kind of stuff? Helicopters, tanks, or are you guys fixing toilets? Uh, helicopters. Oh, really? Mm hmm. Aircraft. Really? Really? Yeah, all that kind of good stuff. No. Oh. Transportation vehicles. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. What do one of those Apaches run you? <laughs> a couple million, I suppose. Yeah. Good thing we got a bunch of those. <laughs> They'll come in handy one of these days, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, when, um, uh, so you was... Soviet Union. Uh, what's the country now, uh, Drew, that we have to worry about? All right. So you see him once a month. Mm -hmm. uh, you have uh, you have a little barrack loving with him. Yep. And uh, now you think he's married. Yep. What, what is? Wait a minute. What does being in the military have to do with only seeing each other once a month? He doesn't live here. He flies in for this. Hmm. All right, touche there. This is very suspicious. Uh, yeah, uh, this sounds like a convenient thing, and it, it harkens us back to the uh, point we were making about a half hour ago, which is guys can do this. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to burst your bubble, uh, but I would assume that uh, maybe he is engaged, maybe he is married, and I might ask him straight out uh, next time. And I'm, I'll suspect, Anne, and try to be truthful if you can, the reason... You've never asked is because you didn't want to know. No, actually, I did ask, and he told me no. No. Oh. And my friend was with us, and she caught him on a different, uh, when I wasn't in the room, and she asked him directly, kind of looking out for me, and he also said no. So what makes you think he is? Um, other people that work in this unit with me have called me up and said, hey, you better be careful, because I think that guy is engaged. All right. Well, certainly. All right. Well, you asked if he was married. Yeah, one one person told me they thought he was engaged, and another person thought that he actually went through with it and got married, like, last month. All right. Uh, listen, you're getting a weird vibe off the guy. Yes. And the guy's never really given you any indication that he wanted more than uh, just a reserve. Oh, this um, guy's in. Hey, well, wait a minute. Think about this. Uh, we got to go to break. Uh, this is the greatest gig ever. Uh, once a month, you're forced to go out of town. 
you're forced uh, to shack up uh, with some chicks in uniforms, and it, basically you have sex uh, once a month guaranteed, and then you come back, and your wife can never really question you. You're always going out of this town uh, once once a month and doing the reserve. It's, a, it's really quite diabolical. You're just uh, creating uh, a commercial for the reserves now. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, be all you can be and uh, have uh, sex with uh, as many reserves as you possibly can uh, one weekend a month. And here's the deal, Drew. Here's what I suspect. Uh, I'm putting this out to all you women. When you call up and you go, geez, I don't know, I think the guy, eh, we're having sex, but uh, I'm not sure what his feelings are. He, he hasn't said anything about commitment, but he hasn't said he didn't want to commit it. Uh, listen, you'd know. The guys ask for what they want, they go for what they want. They really do. If this guy wanted to marry uh, Anne, if he wanted to start a relationship, if he wanted to see her uh, more than once a month, don't you think he would have made that abundantly clear to her, Drew? Absolutely. Thank you. Fastest drummer from Loveline. Too, too, too high when I'm not drumming. Up a storm. <laughs> what was the rest of it? Loveline will be right back. If it's not, sue me or something. Damn right you will. And the other thing you'll know about is Reverie Bed, man. Oh, man. Just talking. To some car guys about this because I said, uh, get a good car, get a good bed, get a good TV set, and call it a damn life, people. It's on that reverie bed. I was on it. Watching Monday Night Football last night, cheering away. I mean, you know, uh, Sonny's such a nice boy that if he ever watches me, if he ever comes in and I'm watching even Sports Center or just I'm watching Monday Night Football, he just walks in and I'll go, who, who's your favorite team? And I'll, it'll be Dallas playing the Redskins. Mm -hmm. And I'll go, I, I don't man, I'll, I'll pick the underdog. I'll pick the Redskins. Yeah. All right. Then he'll start rooting for the wow. Redskins like feverishly just because he's a good kid. Yeah. Natalia will do the exact opposite. So she started <laughs> rooting for Dallas. And uh, took the bed, leaned it up. Sonny grabbed hold of the uh, well-worn polar bear that he got me as a uh, gift for Father's Day many years ago that uh, resides on the bed. And we sat there and watched Monday Night Football with the vibrating reverie bed. Nothing better, people. 888 Or you can go to sleeplikeadam.com for 101 night. No risk trial. If you don't love it, you send it back. You get a full refund. It is just the best. It's reverie bed. 888 Or sleeplikeadam.com. Dawson. In the Adam Carolla listener who calls Reverie to learn more and decides to purchase a Reverie sleep system or receive a $250 voucher for Reverie accessories, you must call to be eligible and specify that you were referred by Adam Carolla. Voucher cannot be applied to reduce the purchase price of the sleep system. Uh this is Loveline on 98KUPD. Just walking down memory lane with uh, Dr. Drew over here. Show's Love Line. I'm Adam Carolla, and we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Love Line on Radio Station. 98 KUPD Tempe Phoenix. Uh, 
All right, uh, it is uh, Dr. Drew, the board-certified one, and uh, Adam Carolla, the uh, uncertified one. And the phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Ann, you listening? Yeah. What's going on uh, next week? Any uh, notables uh, on the horizon? Stalls, Clive Barker. Ah, Clive Barker. Yeah. One of our favorites. Coming up, we've got... I actually like the Voodoo Glow Skulls, too. Sorry, Ann. Go ahead. We've got Tyra Banks coming up. Oh, Tyra. Uh, Tom Arnold, Sneaker Pimps, Stephen Baldwin. Sneaker Pimps? Oh, Prodigy. yes. They're very hot. A lot of awesome stuff coming up. Um, the... Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, tell the Tyra Banks uh, story, if you would, uh, Anne, so it doesn't sound like I'm gloating. No, why don't you go ahead, Adam, because you do that so well. Oh, okay. Anne Ann is, uh, what, what do you think, uh, Anne? Uh, yeah. Anne is very uh, rebellious tonight. Why don't you guys tonight. go to your uh, old clutch uh, of what you think every woman is... Okay, Ann, let's, let's, uh, let's check the calendar here. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Ann, something, something's going on with you, right? Go ahead, Adam. Tell your little story. Tell me, uh, are you menstruating? No. Really? No, this is just me. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, if I was Doug, I'd kill myself. <laughs> this is it? Come good. on. I have good life insurance policy. <laughs> really, Ann? Come on, what happened what? today? Don't what worry happened? about it. Is the gopher haunting no, you? you? I'm in the best mood until I come here. Oh, please. That's true. <laughs> please, Ann. You're, you're overly sensitive uh, tonight. What's going on with you? You all right tonight, Ann? Nothing. Ann? Nothing. Yeah, I no. thought you had a puss on when you came in. No? Nope. Okay. All right. So uh, uh, the Tyra Banks story, uh, supermodel uh, Tyra Banks. Uh, when uh, Big Tad from the uh, mother station, K-Rock, went to uh, interview her for the morning show and said uh, something about uh, the uh, morning show, she said, uh, oh, uh, I want to go on the love line. Ow! <laughs> Thank you, uh, Karen. Carrot Top. I uh, ran into uh, Carrot Top, or the uh, Top, as I like to call Where'd him. Where did you the, run uh, into him at, Adam? At the Playboy Mansion. Hey. What are you doing there? Well, you know, just swinging Bondling with half. In the what grotto. were you doing there? Uh, me and uh, Jimmy Kahn, uh, half, and uh, a couple of the Playmates had a uh, uh. big uh, chicken game going in the pool. Ow! <laughs> Was that chicken where you got on the shoulders? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, could you imagine? And then you woke up. Yeah. I was there for, uh, no, then I mopped off. I was yeah. there for the uh, Playmate of the Year unveiling. Oh, no kidding. Ceremony. Yes. Free food. Uh, How'd you organize that? Yeah, the morning show went. Oh, I went I with him. I see. The hell? I oh, see. it was excellent. Uh, wonderful place to hang out. And uh, I ran into, uh, who did I say I ran into there? Carrot Top. Ah, Carrot Top, or the Top, as I uh, like you to call it. You said that, too. Yes, uh, we chatted. Uh, it was tough because of the, you know, there's people taking pictures and constantly, you know, me and the top had to, you know, we had to go aside there so we wouldn't be uh, bugged. Oh, yeah. You understand. Yeah. All right, anyway, uh, Tyra Banks, apparently a fan of the show and uh, will be in, uh, is it next week, uh, Producer Ann, or is no, it that's gonna upcoming be on the weeks? 28th. All right, well, we will uh, look forward to that. Matt, 24. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Good. Good. <laughs> uh, my question is, uh, I'm 24. I've been married for four years. Uh, my sex drive is fairly high compared to my wife's. Uh, my question is, I guess uh, I'd like to have sex on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Still, I'm wondering if this is normal for somebody my age. 
uh, I guess at this point of being married this long. Is your wife making you feel like it's abnormal? Well, um, I don't know. Uh, How long have you been married again? Uh, four years. Um, that was my question. <laughs> kids? <laughs> you have kids? No kids, thank God. No kids. And uh, what did it drop off from? How often were you having sex? Oh, it's, uh, you know, when you first meet, it's, uh, it's fairly constant. A year ago. Okay, a year ago, it's three or four times a week, I guess. Uh-huh. So it's been this way for a while. Well, no, where are you now? Oh, uh, a couple of times a week, maybe a little bit more, but I still have the uh, daily sex drive where for her it's uh, um, dropped quite a bit down. I think the, the average is like one and a half times a week. For a married couple? Yeah. But what age? Uh, that's just the average. Uh, how do you have sex with someone half a time, Terrell? All right. <laughs> I think, actually, I think I have done that. <laughs> at, at least uh, she counted as half a time. For me, it was a whole. At younger ages, it probably would be more. And uh, typically, I was just reading something the other day. It was, it was, it was chronicling the fact, uh, something that Adam has brought up many times, which apparently is statistically accurate, that men will sort of drop off and the women will sort of pick up, and so they tend to equalize. Yes, uh, the more unattractive a woman gets, uh, the higher her sex drive goes. Uh, is that uh, would that be a fair statement, uh, Drew? No, no. So when does uh, she pick up and I drop off? In about fifteen years. No, <laughs> mm, yeah, you could do it. No, 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 no. It's coming up. I'd say uh, as you get into your early thirties. And uh, you, you know, women are very much tuned into their emotional worlds. If there's something going on in the relationship or stress in her life or something. Uh, it's going to affect her a lot more than it would affect you. Okay. Is there something possible in uh, in my diet that might uh, make my sex drive be stronger? Uh, uh, well, hold on. Uh, let me check uh, your, your dietetic uh, menu. And that was faxed in the show. Uh, <laughs> I let's mean, see. Uh, like corn dogs, um, uh, granola bars. Uh, no, it doesn't look like anything uh, here that jumps out. Uh, Drew? Uh, Nothing. Would you like to yeah, take a look at that? Uh, see anything? Nothing. Nothing there. Well, Drew's checked out the uh, menu plan, Matt. How the hell do we know what you're eating? What are you eating? Junk food. Junk food. Uh, yeah. A lot of garlic. A lot of garlic? No. Listen, no. you need to take care of yourself a couple days a week and uh, take care of her the other few days of the week. Do you do that, Matt? I can do that. And do you do it? No. Really? Well, there's uh, your problem. I clean the house a lot. <clears throat> Listen, uh, if a guy's not masturbating, he's putting too much pressure on the relationship. Is she working a lot? Uh, that she works that's probably true. It's an interesting <laughs> statement. I, I'm not it really that is. By. No, it's it's true. Yeah, it's uh, probably true. Uh, part of uh, at, being, least, at least when the men are young, younger. Part of being a uh, responsible partner as a male, at least in your twenties and uh, also later teens, is to uh, pleasure yourself with some frequency, in order to take the pressure off of the relationship. It could be true. Huh, it's only fair. No. Okay. Uh, uh, don't worry. Uh, you guys will hit your balance. Uh, here's what happens. Uh, if you could do it like a graph, um, you would be uh, heading up for another couple of years, and then it's going to be a sharp decline. You're going to start heading down. She's probably plateaued off, and then will start heading up. You guys will probably cross somewhere around 28, 29. Uh. You'll be okay with four or five times a week or, or three or four times a week. 
she'll just be heading from three or four to five or six, and you'll have a good, like, uh, march. And then the real trouble comes when she tries to pry you out of the uh, lounger uh, in front of the TV set and haul you and your uh, wide crack and big belly and inflamed prostate into the bedroom uh, for some loving. And then you'll know. Uh, it, it ain't it ain't fun. Retribution. When you don't want to put out, uh, you don't really want to put out. It's a chore, like anything else. Uh, I know you can't picture this, guys or girls who want it when the other partner doesn't want it. But when you don't want it, uh, or when they don't want it, it's like anything else. It's take taking out the garbage and getting uh, humped by the guy driving the truck. It is a chore. <clears throat> Jenny, nineteen. Hi, um, I have a question about the same subject, about uh, my boyfriend's sex drive. Um, we, since we've been going out, we've been together for about two and a half years, uh, his sex drive is completely decreased. Um, and I'm wondering if it has something to do with smoking pot. His decreased? Yes. How, uh, how long have you been going out? Two and a half years. Uh-huh. And um, I know that it affects the, the, the sperm, but will it affect it permanently? No. Okay. And what are you also, down to a week? What? What? Where'd you go from from to what? Well, um, probably three three or four times a week to twice a week. Uh-huh. But we, he works nights. I work days. Uh-huh. We both masturbate a lot, so maybe that has something to do with it. But hey, did uh, do you ever squeeze one off at work, Jenny? No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, what about him? Uh, I don't think so. Jeez, I have. <laughs> Almost every job I've ever had. This job? No. Not yet. And? Put cameras in the bathroom. <laughs> All right. Or just put something down. Right. Uh, Jenny? Yeah? Uh, he works nights. You work days. Uh, it's tough. Well, I also want to know, um, I've been doing aerobics. Would exercise help increase his sex drive? Yes. His sex drive? Yeah. Yes. Main because thing you is get the testosterone pumping, that's right, Drew? Right. That's very true. The main thing is getting rid of the pot. That is the main thing. Yeah, but if you're doing it all the time, can substantially decrease sex drive. Well, it substantially decreases all drive. Yes, it just makes it hard to do anything. Well, and and it particularly hits there because your moods are off, your testosterone levels are down. It's 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 not good. Okay, uh, Mari. Well, wait a minute, Marie. Mari. No, wait a minute, Mari. 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 Hi, Adam. I do. Hi, you're 16. You're on Loveline. Yeah. Um. Um. So Dave Navarro's not going to come on tonight. No, but uh, I can um, I can answer any questions you had for him. No. Please. Seriously, well, what was the question you might have had for him? Um, nothing. I just wanted to tell him that I'm his biggest fan in the whole entire world, and that I love him and love him and love him. Thank you. Okay, but I do have a question though. Yeah. Kind of a stupid question. Yeah. Doctor Drew. Yeah. Um, I play guitar, and like, I don't know. I guess I play too much because I can't feel my left hand sometimes. Mm. Is that going to be permanent? Am I going to be like a cripple? Uh, does it bother you at night, like when you're asleep? No, but I can't feel the skin on the palm of my hand. From holding the guitar so much? Yeah. What are you, left-handed or right-handed? I'm right-handed. What the hell do I know? Well, the majority of everybody is right-handed, huh, Drew? Majority, yeah. (laughs) The majority of everybody. Uh, Uh, But listen, smarty pants, I was just saying I would have thought it would have been the hand that was doing the strumming. No, it's that was getting the uh, bulk of the abuse. It it, it could either be uh, carpal tunnel syndrome. Uh, or or a crush injury to the nerve, the median nerve that comes through into the palm from holding that guitar so much. 
Yeah. In either case, it, it could be pretty problematic for you. So you, you might at one point want to see somebody about it. Hopefully it's not the carpal tunnel. Well, carpal tunnel is not that big a deal. But see, you might want to see a hand specialist about it. Since if you're going to keep playing the guitar seriously, you want to make sure this doesn't start getting You're going to want to go to an ear, nose, and hand doctor. Okay. All right, right. I want to tell you yeah. um, that you're really, really handsome. Oh, thank you. And that you remind me of um, the professor. And Adam, you remind In, me of... Gilligan's Island? Yeah. yeah. And Adam... I remind you... Uh, what, what do you mean, yeah? Oh, yes. Oh. I think I've said that. Okay. No way. Yeah, but, let me tell you why uh, Drew is like the professor. Because he's handsome, smart, and knows how to pleasure a woman. <laughs> what episode in Gilligan's Island was, were the, was the uh, professor uh, getting it on with the Mariana Ginger? <laughs> he does know how to uh, pleasure a woman. It's just uh, it's been a while. That's Adam, you remind me of um, oh. Gilligan on steroids, but like in a really good way, though. <laughs> Okay, little buddy. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go kill myself now. Okay, thank you guys. All right, Dave All right, you guys too. All right, take care. Right. That was very curious. Now, why am I like the professor? You are like the professor because the professor <clears throat> in Gilligan's Island was a uh, very handsome man who uh, did not have a whole lot of sex appeal because he was, uh, you know, it was always sort of his Rigid. his handsomeness was sort of shrouded in 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 in, in science in his professorial in his professorial demeanor. demeanor. Yeah. That's uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, let's look that uh, look up professorial uh, engineer Mike. No, I mean he was a really good looking guy. If you think about uh, the the actor, he's a very nice looking man. But you miss it. <clears throat> but you miss it a little bit. But you're still hey. And you are even uh, sexier than the professor because he was just a good looking actor who they put in a pair of khakis and put some, you know, uh, glasses on and said, "Hey, play play the professor." You are actually the professor. I see. Okay. And I need okay. somebody handsome uh, to be compared to. <clears throat> it's uh, we'll it's it. Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. Uh, it's Greg Brady. Uh, yeah. That's all I ever well, get. Brady, that, that guy, Greg Brady, turned out to be a... He's all right, but here's what you want when people compare you to other people. They want uh, You want to be compared to people that are better looking than you are. You, you know what I mean? A lot. Like there's some right. blonde girl that's sort of halfway cute, and you go, man... She kind of looks like that Kim Basinger. Right. right. Uh, she's uh, Kim Basinger is a, a ten, and this girl's a four and a half. But you right. can still sort of look like her. Right. 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 You, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't have anyone I sort of look like who's a who's who's better looking than me. And anything? Bert Convy. Bert Convy. Thank you, Engineer Mike. No, oh, I uh, the women are. Uh, I can hear them lining up outside the studio with the Bert, Bert Convy. That's all right. And no one. If, People don't even know who Bert Convy is, and uh, number two has been dead for like five years. Yeah, I need someone living. Uh, <laughs> what, did you treat Bert Convy? He was one? up here. He, he was did on our show. show. Yeah. Was awesome. Bert Convy did nice the show. Guy. Oh yeah, Sweet very nice guy. guy. Must have been a long time ago. About five years ago. Right before he passed away. Yeah. Really? And we didn't know he was sick. I don't think he knew he was sick. Right. It, it was real. It was shocking. Yeah. What do you have? Cancer. That's what I remember, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bert Convy was the host of uh, was it the Match Game or the uh, wheel, wheel of tattletales, uh, the one hundred thousand uh, dollar pyramid of wheeled tattletales, uh, eighty six. Yeah, he, and he was a nice looking guy and a nice guy. Too. And a nice guy. And uh, what was he? Later forties, if that. If that. No, I think he was like, yeah, mid forties. No, he. But he was one of these guys who looked good, uh, sort of Dick Clark esque, that had been around he for a while. He person. Yeah, yeah, but he'd yeah. been doing this uh, tattletales uh, since the seventies, uh, so he couldn't have been. 
Anyway, enough with Bert Was that all you All right. Uh, anyway, uh, go look up Bert Convey on some sort of internet chat room or something under a game show, a uh, departed game show. We're host. racking our brain here of somebody good looking. All right, you let us know. Please, uh, please find somebody attractive. And, and uh, like I it said. May it might take a little while. <clears throat> all right, but here's the point, ladies, and this is going to make your search easier. I don't have to be better looking than the person. You or, or even that? as, even as good. Or looking. even as. Or even close. <laughs> or even close. But you know what I'm saying, Ann? There's some, you know, there's girls that's like, uh, yeah, she looks like Tyra Banks or she looks like, uh, right. you know, Annette Benning or something. I'm just kind of... Yeah, find somebody. Okay. See if we can, uh, something other than Gilbert Godfrey, who's uh, 4'11 uh, and is basically uh, uh, like a homeless person, <laughs> if you've ever been around him. He, he really is. <laughs> uh, could there be anyone less sexy than Gilbert Godfrey that I could no. be compared to? No. So, Ann, think of somebody who has a sex appeal. Yeah. Right, thank you. It's going to take a while. Maybe one of the Duke boys. I don't know. Uh, Catherine. Hi. 24. I think I was Baldwin, Adam. No. <laughs> I mean, thanks, better. but uh, no, no. Are you kidding with this hair? Did you call last night? No. God, her voice sounds like somebody called last night. No, indeed. Okay. And Dr. Drew, you're just incomparable. Thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> enough of that. All right. About five months ago, I had surgery for a uterine tumor, mm -hmm. and my gynecologist said that it was pretty large and mm. that he's doubtful that I'm going to be able to carry a child. Mm. Mm. I'm just 24. And How big was it? He said, like, a cantaloupe. Yeah. Was it a fibroid? It's always the fruit reference. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a fruit reference. It was a fibroid? Yes, it was. Cantaloupe? Did they take you? Yeah. And did they take it uh, through a laparoscope, or did they have to open you up for that? Open me up. Oh, you can't take a cantaloupe through no. a laparoscope. <laughs> you try to take a cantaloupe through a laparoscope, Drew. You are uh, asking for trouble. I've seen some big tumors taken out of the uterine walls. Are you a big gal, uh, Catherine? I'm 5'10", but I'm thin. I'm about are you thin? Yeah. How'd you smuggle that uh, cantaloupe around <laughs> without knowing it? Well, I didn't say I didn't know it. Well, I, I know, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing the he cantaloupe said started. Cantaloupe. Uh, he said like grapefruit to small cantaloupe. Yeah, grapefruit. Right, but the, the yeah. thing started uh, the size of an acorn and yeah, worked yeah. its way up. Well, it didn't no. really protrude. It no. was, I get yeah. an ingrown hair uh, in the crack of my Look, ass. I know. I know it a week before like your it bladder up. swells up to the size of a cantaloupe every few hours. Are you aware of it? You see it? No, it does. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Probably bigger. Yeah. Bigger in a cantaloupe? Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm young. I mean, I'm just 24, and I'm in the middle of grad school, and I thought I'd have plenty of time I'm, for I'm, marriage and a family. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's so much that can be done these days. I mean, well, they, that's my question. What can be done? And, and how can I... I'm obsessing about it, and I'm just really having trouble focusing on my work. Uh, I put her mind at ease. Well, the, the most uh, drastic measures you can take is to have a surrogate. If you really don't have a functioning uterus, you can always get a surrogate. Uh, Engineer Mike can do that. I think his uh, uterus is fine. But there, there are procedures that they can do. It depends what part of the uterus the tumors are removed from and what kind of distortion there's been in the uterine uh, anatomy. Uh, did you sit down and have a long talk with the gynecologist? And you know what? I mean, no. When he said that to me, I said, well, uh, I mean, it was just shattering. You were too shocked, yeah. One thing I've always wanted to know, I mean, wanted more than anything is to have kids. Yeah. And it was just like, I'm just sort of like... You, you need to really sit down and have a chat about exactly what he's talking about, what the probabilities are that there are going to be problems, and what you know, kinds of interventions could be considered to increase your probability of Let me ask of, this. Of, uh, Does this fertility? mean she can't get pregnant, or she like could get pregnant, but it just wouldn't take? Or couldn't uh, have like a fallopian uh, more the latter, or More something. the latter, that it wouldn't take properly. Well, uh, that's what it sounds like. Probably. I mean, I might, the uterus would just be incompetent with like maybe rupture. rupture. Yeah, uterine ruptures. You don't want that. Is there any other place you can carry a baby through? 
Well, is there any I mean, other? There, there have been intra-abdominal pregnancies, believe it or not. There have been. Yeah, but but you know, yeah. Well, what's that mean? I mean, the, the the pregnancy took place outside of the uterus. Where? In the in the Nevada? In the cavity, in the free in the pelvic cavity, peritoneal cavity. And uh, how's that work? I, I don't know. Not I mean, good. I don't know. I don't know what the outcome was with that, but but uh, it, it wasn't something you'd want to try to do. No. Um, so there's no other space. Not what really. What I really want to know is if there's some sort of diet, like can I have a laparoscopy or maybe a sonogram and see, assess what the uterus looks like? There must, uh, yes, there's got to be, or a hysterosalpingogram where they actually light up the uterus and take a look at it. I, I would say yes. I mean, somebody has to give you some kind of assessment to know whether or not you should be, for instance, practicing very careful contraception or not. Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, I mean you, you need to know that. You kind of flip and just said, yeah. well, you'll know when you, you know when you get pregnant. Oh, no. No, no, no. You, you know what you might do? Uh, here's what you ought to do. Okay. Is, is actually go to a fertility center. Okay. I mean, that's, they're used to assessing this kind of stuff, and, and they will have at their disposal all the different options if there is indeed some problem with uterine competence. I, I, I always tell people that I treat that have fertility problems is just stay positive and just persevere. The, the treatment of fertility, or infertility, that is, is so effective these days it's real unusual that eventually you don't you don't get where you need to go. And is there like reconstructive surgery if it? The, yeah, there are things they can do, but it, again, it depends what the nature of the problem is. That the what uterus. about taking like a sheep's uterus or something and putting it no, in there? I don't know of anything like that being done. But again, I, I think yeah. it could be done. No, I don't see how. I think it could. Yeah, right. How about uh, a transplant from a person? They do mm, kidney transplant. Yeah, but then you got to take all those immunosuppressive drugs and prevent you from having pregnancies. No, what, if they did the, what if they did the thing and then uh, she took the suppressive drugs and then got pregnant five years later? Because you have to you stay on the immunos. As soon as you come off those drugs, you reject the, the organ. Oh, really? Yeah. Your body doesn't, uh, like a stepchild, uh, eventually a welcome in into uh, the organ not, family? Not typically, unless I understand. All right. What are you studying, Catherine? Oh, I don't want to say. It's just humanities. I'm not going to be specific. Oh, come on. What? <laughs> English. What kind? What part? What? Complet. Well, I can see where he'd be ashamed and embarrassed. Then. No, no, no particular, no particular uh, specific area. <laughs> well, nothing I really want to go into. It's not like I want people who might be listening to recognize that I call a radio program. Oh, okay. All right, they don't listen. But All it's right. going to be that's the way. That's the way English literature graduate schools are. It's always like you know. Uh, you know Sh Shelley's summer of '92, and uh, you know the poetry that came out of that summer. So something real, real specific. Yeah, real important. Yeah. Uh, kind of stuff you can build a career on. That's good for 450 an hour. All right, uh, go to the uh, go to the uh, fertility. There's a place called uh, Fu. It's uh, Fertility Unlimited. It's wow. a very very uh, big place. I'm not sure where she's calling from, but that would be a place to I, visit. I know you're concentrated when I'm talking. That's what you're sitting there dreaming, <laughs> daydreaming about. Fu. <laughs> Thank goodness football season is finally here. And no matter what you're into, we've got you covered. We've got the self-titled Ross Tucker Football Podcast. If you want to know what's going on in the NFL, we've got the Fantasy Feast. If you want to make sure you are best prepared for your fantasy team this year. Or how about the Even Money Podcast? 
for those of you that like to wager on the games. Available now. Available now. At podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com. This is Dr. Drew. And Adam Carolla. Welcome back to Loveline on 98KUPD. Hey, this is Matthew Sweet, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Ah, Matthew Sweet. Uh, just uh, one of the nicest guys you're ever going to want to meet. He's a nice guy. Uh, what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I right, Drew? Nice guy. Thank you. Yes. All right. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew, and I'm still trying to find out who I look like. You want to take this call? Here's somebody. So and, uh, uh, they must be attractive. <clears throat> I you give, you, I give you, myself a, uh, I give myself like a seven and a half. On what scale? <laughs> All right, let's go. Come on. Please, uh, please, Drew. I'm just I, I'm factoring in a few things. There's, uh, there's looks. Um, actually, the personality hurts me. Uh, we right. deduct a point for yeah, that. Right. Income, uh, hobbies. You, you know, cool house. Yeah, cool house. I mean, you, you, uh, there's a scale here. I worked it uh, out one time on an airplane. Yeah, you do a lot of just uh, very deep thinking. Let's go L- on Looks, uh, personality, uh, income, and then there's sort of, for guys, there's position in life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is a guy thing. You got a radio show. Come on. All right, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, yeah. Christy. Yes? 19. That's me. What's going on? Okay. I have to tell Dr. Drew, I think you're a total hottie. Uh-huh. You are very sophisticated looking. You're very good looking. And Adam, you shouldn't be worrying about wanting to be compared to someone. You, you should feel that that's a privilege because, like you said... You're totally unique. What? Adam's totally unique. He's, well, they, yeah, they threw away the mold. Right. They said... he. Well, he said that, you know, it's someone that actually looks better than you. Adam, that means that there is nobody that looks better than you. Yes, you're using the uh, process of elimination <laughs> argument. Uh, I like you that. You are good looking, Adam. You really are. Uh, no, I, uh, I appreciate that, Christy. And, Not a uh, stern but groovy master, Adam. Uh, yes, Jennifer Gray thinks I'm handsome. Where, where's Brittany's I, I never, uh, Brittany Powell, oh, oh, we got a thing going on, me and her. Uh-huh. Oh, we do. Please, Anne. What? I could, uh, What I is could, going on? I could have her tonight. I oh, swear, she's yes, a phone I'm call sure. away, please. She's banging on your door. She's uh, Brittany uh, is a very hot young blonde from uh, Pacific Palisades. Is it Pacific Palisades? Yeah. I'm getting all this Sunset Beach and all this crap all mixed up <laughs> into one big uh, ass ball. But the point is, is she's from Pacific Palisades. Uh, that's the Aaron Spelling Show where good-looking people frolic. <laughs> that's very interesting. What is frolicking? Uh, frolicking is uh, when good-looking people just move about oh, uh, in a playful, uh, jovial way. But here's the deal. Uh, Brittany Powell r- represents to me the girl I could never get in high school. Or any other or time. Then, uh, or any other <laughs> time, exactly. uh, Then a uh, few years out of high school, and then now and 20 years into the future. But I, I still think I, uh, we had her on the TV show uh, last weekend. She brought a pie in, for Christ's that sake. That she made from scratch. That she made from uh. scratch. And I'm sure you just drooled. She knows where her bread is Did buttered. Did her boyfriend bring the pie He in? came later. He her came later. Uh, gay boyfriend, uh, oh, partner, I so I like to call him, uh, came in uh, later bearing pastries. But she baked uh, this um, this pie herself. And you know what the main ingredient she used in this pumpkin pie? Uh, not pumpkin pulp, girl. I'll tell you what it was. Love. 
Oh, you're so pathetic. Kiss my ass, Adam. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Is that uh, Fiona Apple? Yes. Yeah, I think she's hot for me, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, Christy, you, you too? All right. Christy, you're, you're hot for me, too? Yep. Yeah, he, he doesn't need to look like anybody now. He's fine. There's a good eight count in there. Before, uh, Christy, you're hot for me, too? <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> Dave, 24. Hi, how are you doing? Good. I got a problem here. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I have been separated, not because of marital problems, but just our careers are going different directions. Right. And we're about three hours apart, and I find myself tempted very often to have an affair. We've been married about two, about well, almost two years now. Mm. And I work around a lot of women, and I see a lot of women with where I work, and it's just, it's very tempting, and I'm wondering if that's normal. <laughs> you see women? And he works around a lot of women. Yeah. I seen a picture of a woman once, and it got me all worked up inside, you know? Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, here's my feeling on cheating. Uh, the only time you should ever cheat is uh, with someone who's dramatically better looking than your wife. No. Otherwise, no. it's a complete waste of time. Also, you might as well just put a gun to your head. That is bad advice. It is? Yeah, you shouldn't be cheating. All I right, did. but if you are going to cheat, uh, and, and women know this. I swear to God women know this. I've heard women say this on many occasions. Not only did the uh, guy cheat on me, but I swear to God the chick was ugly. And they're really upset about that. Which, uh, which is a very mixed message uh, in my book. But my, I've th I thought about this and was talking to someone about it. Uh, I don't condone cheating, but I'm saying if you're going to take the chance of having the relationship ruined, uh, if it's just a sexual thing, uh, for Christ's sake, uh, do it with someone who's better looking than your wife. Otherwise, uh, <clears throat> what are you doing it for? I mean, if it's just a physical fling. Well, that's the point. It's not just a physical thing. He's alone. He's lonely. He needs a certain kind of contact that he misses. I mean, and, and that's really the issue here is that you've got to be diligent in preserving your marriage and living up to the commitments you made and do what you have to do to make the make the connection with your wife. Right. We see each other on the weekends. Yeah, but you, it's not enough for some Right. Reason. And you've got to do that. I mean, Where is it's she It's a at? sign that you're in trouble. Where is she? Uh, in Tucson. She's in Tucson. Correct. Well, that's the... Um That'd be the garden spot of Arizona, Drew. I don't know if you've been there. I don't know much grows there, but... And uh, love grows there. <laughs> it's the same love that, uh, that uh, what's her name, made uh, Brittany made, baked into the pie for me. And uh, where do you work? I'm in Phoenix. Phoenix. And uh, what's going on in Tucson that she needs to be out there? I went to Tucson. She's in the aviation safety field. Uh-huh. Well, I guess a lot of plane crashes out there. Yeah. All right. Um... <clears throat> and uh, you have a lucrative career where you're at in Phoenix? Correct. What do you do? I'm a stockbroker. Oh. Isn't that something that maybe you could do from your computer uh, somewhere? Or to transfer firms? Well, yeah, but you're meeting face-to-face -face with a lot of different people. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, all it right. takes years to build. All right, so you're, yeah. you're both doing all right. You meet the... Uh, listen, uh, I know. You're a highfalutin stockbroker. You're wearing Armani suit. <laughs> Uh, you're the only guy in Phoenix with a with a with a three piece suit, and they're going to toss. Uh, it, you're looking at other women around the office. Uh, you're superior to them uh, in your position that you hold. Uh, there's a little flirting going on. There's a new temp uh, down the hall who's been making some eyes at you, and uh, some words have been exchanged at the water cooler. Uh, don't do it. 
you, okay. you're, you're causing you're getting in trouble. Uh, take that energy and turn it toward your wife and uh, figuring that relationship out. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, you yeah. will get busted. Uh, believe me. <laughs> and I, mean, uh, I, I figured, you know, if I did, eventually I would get caught. It was just a question of. Is this more of a, a normal thing being away from your wife or? Yeah, I mean it's not it's not abnormal, but it, look at it more as a symptom. Let me tell you who's going to catch you first, Dave. God. Do you understand, man? Right. Good right. night, Dave. All right. Man, are you in a mood tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I got excited thinking about Brittany Powell. I know, I know. I'm gonna get you, Anne. If you ever start slowing down and the show starts dragging, remind me to bring up Brittany, will you, please? Uh, we need a picture of Britney's. Uh, I know they have headshots. They have ass shots. Uh, do the publicists just have a... I, I would just love a shot of her ass. Not that she doesn't have a beautiful face. Uh, she does. She's just uh, like uh, just that young that, that tongue piercing German. Uh, she does have her tongue pierced, uh, which she said she did just uh, because her boyfriend uh, wanted it done. Which leads me to think she's pliable. Oh, her gay boyfriend? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> because... He, he uh, I haven't done the math yet uh, here, Ann, but uh, here's the point. Oh, she's got, mm -hmm. like, this German shepherd and everything. Oh, it's really quite... I've built a whole fantasy about <laughs> her. Her and I throwing the Frisbee to the dog uh, at the park on the weekends. Uh, um, she would uh, laugh at my uh, amazing comedic wit. I would, I would stare at her uh, amazing uh, comedic ass. Uh, she would bake. It'd be long, uh, long... Sun Every Sunday would be spent in bed. Uh, eating pie. Thank you, Drew. And we would both laugh at the uh, hijinks of uh, Marmaduke in the uh, Sunday paper. <laughs> and then that big German shepherd would come hop up on the bed, and I'd spill, like, my uh, warm Pasco all over the comforter, and we'd laugh. Oh, we'd laugh. <sighs> and then I would uh, videotape Sunset Beach. And I would watch uh, her scenes over and over. Which just, Pacific Palisades. I mean, uh, Pacific, <laughs> <laughs> Pacific Palisades. I can't think right with an erection. And just through the All frame the blood advance. rushing down there, huh? And just, and just watch, uh, watch each scene she did in slow motion. And then when she came home from work, I would, uh, I would uh, hop on her like a, like a, uh, like a uh, mongoose uh, jumping so on a demented. rattler. She's really something. She really is, Anne. If you were, uh, if you're a man, you'd know. Really, Drew? Seriously? Let's get her back on the show. What's it been? Like three weeks? What do you want? Like every Thursday is what, designated what, for her. Let's make Thursday TV though. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I miss her. I tell you, the woman's ass is like heroin. Uh, I need more. Well, you made her turn in circles here for everybody. Yes, you but it she out. enjoyed it. She enjoyed it. Oh, She's very confident with those buns. I think she has three cheeks. Her ass is that nice, Drew. All right. <laughs> I don't think so much time has ever been spent on radio in the history of this country discussing one person. Um, and they watch this show, uh, Sunset Pacific, uh, the, the Sunset, the Palisades, and I'm Pacific telling you, Palisades. Pacific Palisades. Uh, I saw the first two and a half minutes tonight before I had to leave for the studio. Was she I don't know. The sound wasn't on, but it was, a it was genius, the show. Total genius. All right. Uh, Drew, sell the hell out of the next call. Uh, we're going to talk to somebody who's been waiting on hold already 110 minutes. All right. All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Loveline will be right back to deal with inflamed sensitive areas. Inflamed. 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 Yeah! 
Film Vault. Best time of the year for movies, Brian. It is. We're in it. We are in it. We got you covered. We're seeing them all a lot of times before they come out. We're knee deep. Nay, waist deep. Nay, neck deep in great movies. Brian. What? Why would you say like, Why? like that? What? I'm trying to give a visual approximation of how many movies we are we are in right now. Every week we're covering movies that are in theaters that you should be seeing. We're talking about movies that are streaming. We're talking about movies that are worthy of sending away for. We got you covered. As well as doing a top five every single week. Yeah. So there's a new, old, classic, everything you possibly want out of movies right here on the Film Vault. That's why they call it the Film Vault. Yeah, it's a vault of film. On Podcast Wood. That's O-N-E. Third Eye Blind was uh, playing tonight somewhere. Where the hell were they? At a club. Let's At go. a club. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Drew. <laughs> uh, Drew doesn't like when the host rambles. Uh, and, and believe me, I've, uh, this is the cardinal sin of uh, radio, by the way. It's the host talking. Yes. It's really, uh, it's really one of the only mediums where uh, the host talking is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, 19. Sean? Oh, Sean's sleeping. Can you hear him? Oh, yeah, he's asleep. Yeah. Care to uh, give him any messages? Yeah. I'm trying to think if I want to give him a very positive uh, affirmation type message or I want to command him to kill in Satan's name. Give, give him the Brittany Powell affirmation. <laughs> hey, she's mine. I don't want. I could probably uh, get him to have some sort of a spontaneous uh, ejaculation if I worked on him for long enough uh, with the Brittany Powell angle. All right, let's just listen to Sean. Now, Sean has been on hold for uh, 114 minutes and 56 seconds. Um, and uh, by the way, uh, Loveline uh, mathematicians, uh, there's only 60 minutes in an hour. Uh, originally, I thought there was 100. As it turns out, I'm wrong. Uh, there's only 60, so uh, this would be... Uh, close to two hours. Damn close to two hours, uh, poor Sean has been on hold. He's 19, let's see. What is his problem? Uh, Dora's a girl at work. Uh, he really doesn't want to blow it. Please advise. Let's listen to him sleep for a second. Jesus, it's like the tide rolling in and out. And if you put your, uh, if you put your ear to uh, Sean's mouth, you can hear the ocean. And you can smell it, too. All right, let's just listen for a second more. <laughs> I don't know why this is funny. All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. Uh, we'll put Sean back on hold. And we'll just uh, remind me to check back in with him as if he's right. woken up. All right. Thank God it's an 800 number. Oh, could you imagine? Uh, huh? no, no. Wait a minute, you goofball. We could just drew this just one. Just remind ourselves to go back to him. Oh. Okay, Drew. I don't read minds for a living. I merely entertain the nation. Barbara, 26. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Good. <laughs> we I'm have, a little punchy tonight, really. Pardon? No one noticed that. I'm, I'm punchy, sorry. but go punchy? ahead. Yes. We have someone that we feel you resemble. Oh, really? Really. Who's that? Uh, Pete Sampras, the tennis player. Uh, I'll go for that. I, I had a feeling you would. <clears throat> I do have a little Pete Sampras in me. You don't? We wish we all. We got the... Settle, baby. <laughs> we got the thick brows and the nappy hair. You and, uh, well, no, sort of I wouldn't say nappy. It's wavy. It's, it's wavy. Uh, dare I say lustrous. Wow. And it really lathers up the soap. 
And, when uh, you wash it. And when I, on, the, on the rare occasion I shower, I have noticed uh, that the uh, soap shower. Uh, yes, the baby shampoo was the last time. I, I guess I'll just have to take your word for it. All right. So Pete does, uh, you know, Pete's a pretty good-looking guy. I, I think he is. He would, uh, he probably, I mean, the fact. About Pete Sanford's farmer? Uh, not as much as you, Adam. Really? Really? Okay then. We'll get him on the show. He's feeling better already. He's feeling better. <laughs> All right. Uh, no. Sean, still sleeping? That's here. All right. Yes. The tide comes in and the tide rolls out. Uh, Rebecca, twenty-two. Hi. I Hi. just wanted to tell you, Adam, that I think you're really gorgeous, and I wanted to ask you out. Oh, really? Yeah. What is it? Uh, where do you live? I live in Hermosa Beach. Uh huh. You have a car? Yeah. Uh huh. Well, what do you do? Um, I'm like a LVN. Oh really? Yeah. That's fantastic. What is that, Drew? Nurse. Nurse. Uh huh. Sim- yeah. Do you have access to? Um... No, come on. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, where do you work? Uh, a hospital? Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah. And uh, do you have a certain uniform that you wear? Um, yeah. I just wear, like, a uniform. I could wear... It, it just has to be from a uniform store. Uh, you, you don't wear the candy striper one, though? No. Because that's really what I'm most interested in. Oh, well. What, uh, what do you look like? <laughs> um, what do I look like? You'd have to see me. Mm, that always makes me nervous. <clears throat> it's like, uh... You open the paper, you call a guy because you're buying a car. Uh, what kind of conditions the car in? Uh, gee, you better come down. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad sign, uh, Rebecca. Well, I have brown hair, green eyes. Uh-huh. I'm really light-skinned. Uh-huh. Um, she just used I'm the like... word skinned. <laughs> that's all right. I like to be the smart one. <laughs> um, I'm like five, seven and a half. Uh-huh. How's the body? Um, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is you're very tantalizing uh, with the, uh, it's, uh, it's okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, what are your interests? Uh, what are your hobbies? My hobbies? Going to the beach. Shopping. Shopping? Mm-hmm. If uh, they could get a mall at the beach, do you think that would, uh, that would quench uh, both, both thirsts? Yeah. All right, so you like shopping, going to the beach. Yeah. How do you feel about pie? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm? It's cool. If you had a party, uh, let's say we got married. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you want a cake or a pie at the wedding? A pie. Oh, you would? Yeah. And uh, what? Of course. You're not just saying that? No. And uh, um, your hobbies are shopping? Yeah. Okay. I need someone with more interest. Well, you can get to know me later. If it's just shopping to me means uh, just uh, spending my money. Is that what that is, Drew? No. But it, it Your means, wife just spends your money, though, doesn't she? But it, it means... It, so shopping can sometimes mean sort of avoiding feelings. It's a way to avoid... Oh, please, Drew. So, oh, it, it stop be. reading into yeah, everything. No, I'm just saying, you were saying, what does it mean? It can mean that. Uh, does Susan go out and spend your money? Not, no. A little too much? No. You don't like it? You guys argue? No, not too bad. She doesn't go out on the... Uh, I know she's a very stylish woman, Drew. Yeah. 
you know, and style uh, ain't cheap here That's in this true. town. That is true. And she goes out and buys something uh, with a big name label on it. Mm -hmm. uh, a purse. A woman will drop, a, you know, 400 bucks on a purse. No, 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 no. No, no she won't do that. No, no, no. And you'll say, uh, couldn't you have just sewn, like, some yarn into a uh, into a supermarket bag and use that instead? Yes. <laughs> That's your angle, isn't it, Drew? Right. Or else I might end up at the poorhouse. All right. Uh, all right. I, I can't date listeners. It's, uh, it's bad luck. Sean, 19. Sean's sleeping. I know. There I just want to hear him breathe a little more. <laughs> it, it, somehow it's, it's actually uh, relaxing to listen it to It is kind of. It, 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 it is. All right, I want you to breathe in and breathe out. As you exhale, you let the stress of the day go. Every fear, every apprehension, uh, the money, the relationships, it's all out. <laughs> all right, I'll give him a positive message uh, before we uh, check out tonight. But until then, uh, Lisa, 22. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good. Um, I guess my problem is more like I'm curious if I'm going to need some kind of therapy or something, but um, I'm straight, and I've always hung out with gay men, mm -hmm. and I've just been involved with the gay male community, and um, it wasn't until recently that I've I've been fantasizing about gay men. Have you ever been on the straight guy? Oh, yes. And what were those relationships like? Um, fine. Normal, I guess. What kind of fantasy? How do you know the guy's gay when you fantasy? When you fantasize? Because it's like two men having gay sex. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, geez, <laughs> I feel so naive now. I, I thought you meant... Uh, dude, didn't you think she meant having sex with a gay guy? No. no oh, we should have known. No, 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 no. We should have known. That was our fault. Uh, so what do you think of them doing to each other? Is it the uh, sodomy? Well, that or just being... I don't know, just the lovemaking and... I just, I find it erotic. I don't know. Maybe I've, like, completely lost my mind, but... Well, now, why, why should that be so terrible, since men do the same kind of fantasy? Oh, right, right, right. Like, I know that's normal for men to think about women, but I've just never met anybody... I think as long as you were able to have otherwise stable, fulfilling relationships with men, um, what's the big deal? I was thinking, we need a word for uh, uh, oral sex. You know, I mean, there's uh, sodomy... Uh, for the uh, butt love. And then there's people say, like, you know, blowjob or uh, oral sex or... Uh, you I mean, want something technical. I've come up with watami. Nah. <laughs> no. No. Nah. Okay. Nice try. <laughs> but don't don't we need a word for that that's yeah. sort of technical? Yeah. Is that fellatio? Yeah. Okay. But, but, it, but presumably sodomy is some kind of reference to Sodom. Gomorrah? Yeah. All right, so where's another town... Gamormi. Uh, me. <laughs> okay, so sodomy is uh, butt love, and the blowjob would be Gamormi. <laughs> Drew, Drew's cracked himself up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 15 years on the radio. Uh, mark this day on your calendar. Drew made it funny. All right, Lisa. Yes. Yeah, you fantasize about the Gamormi. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Why not? It's is, is, totally normal. And well, not no. Of course, it's not totally normal. No. You're a sick individual. But as as Drew has said, uh, men fantasize about uh, women and their uh, homosexual exploits. What's wrong with a woman well, thinking about I, a man? Like I'll meet. Hey, it's two penises. <laughs> More penis for you. But 
I'll meet like a man and I'll be attracted to him and then I find out he's gay and I want him even more. Okay, that's well, no, that, that's, that's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's kind of bizarre, right? <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of reasons for that. I don't know, you know, it, it's, some of it is uh, wanting men that are not available, some of it is not threatening. Uh, it, it's, it can be a lot of different things. I, I, you said you've had normal heterosexual relationships. You can do that. Do that. All right. Uh, let me just uh, give. Uh, oh, Sean. Hello. Oh. Oh my God. <laughs> Sean. This isn't Sean. Oh, oh, this is Sean's mom. No, this isn't. This isn't Sean at all. Somebody just hung. Sean hung up, and somebody got in. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Can I talk to you guys anyway? Uh, Drill, talk to you off the air. Oh, great. That's what I need. Yeah, he'll answer all, right. all your questions. All right. Oh, okay. We got to go to break. Okay. All right. Sorry, Drew. Go ahead. Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, Chirpy. Have some cheese. You love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese? Love line will be right back. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.